0: Hey, really quick before we get into this episode, if you're hearing this intro, it means that my new podcast with my friend Veronica called Socially Unfiltered has officially launched and we would love for you to join us over there. I wanted to make sure I put this intro before all of the previous episodes of the Social Media Survival Guide podcast because just so much has changed since these episodes were published, but the content in these episodes still holds a very special place in my heart. So you may hear some links or some Instagram handles that I'm no longer using being mentioned in these episodes. So I just wanted to give you one place where you knew you could find everything if you want to keep up with me lex on instagram my instagram handle is at just lex page j-u-s-t-l-e-x-p-a-i-g-e and that's where you can find all of my social media content it's where you can find all of the different ways we can work together and all of the resources i have to help you survive social media And like I said, some links may be outdated. So if you're interested in any of my guides, any of my templates, or any of my resources for helping you survive social media, you can find everything at stan.store slash page, and I'll link everything in this description. But come join us over on the new podcast. Again, it's called Socially Unfiltered. You can find us on Instagram at sociallyunfilteredpod. You can find the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. And again, I'll link everything in this episode description. Whether this is your first time listening to the Social Media Survival Guide or your millionth re-listen, Thank you for being here, but I'm so excited to start this new journey with you, so please come hang out with us over on Socially Unfiltered. We would love to have you, but for now, I'll let you get into the episode that you were trying to listen to, and hopefully I'll see you over there. Enjoy! Welcome to the Social Media Survival Guide, a Page Media Co. podcast all about surviving social media. We'll go on deep dives into what goes on behind the scenes in this industry, interviews with some of the most badass business owners sharing their own experiences, and we'll learn all about the tools and resources you need to survive social media. I'm your host, Lex, and I'm just surviving social media one day at a time. Let's get into it. Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of the Social Media Survival Guide. What do you do while you listen to podcasts? I'm curious. Are you driving? Are you on your way to work? Are you cleaning? Are you cooking? What are you doing? Personally, personally, I listen to podcasts all day, every day. I've actually really transitioned to only listening to podcasts rather than music, and I think it has a lot to do with working from home and by myself. I just like to feel like somebody else is in the room with me. But I'm super pumped for today's episode. It is Kaylee from Sonder Social Media. She is an amazing social media manager, strategist. She is so, so good with social media strategies, specifically Instagram strategy, and that is primarily what we are talking about in this episode, but I would be lying if I said that we didn't go on a bunch of tangents just surrounding social media in general. I know somebody is going to take something very valuable away from this, and as always, I will link all of Kaylee's handles, and I will be posting the links in the show notes to her freebie and just everything that she has regarding social media strategies. She is so kick-ass at it, so good at it. I'm so lucky that she gave me a couple minutes of her time, almost an hour, actually, i'm excited to get more episodes out of the social media survival guide there is so so much coming to the guide it's getting a huge revamp a huge overhaul this year i i don't even know where to start with everything that i want to do for the guide but it's going to be more than just a podcast it's going to be an experience it's going to be a resource that is going to help you survive social media you know exactly like it says and yeah stay updated for that by following at the social media survival guide on instagram and again my name is lex if we have not met my instagram is at page media co it's just a little bit more of a melting pot for my business and the other Instagram for the podcast specifically is everything regarding the social media scrap guide. So enjoy. I am here with Kaylee of Saunders Social Media, and I am incredibly excited to have you here we go way back in terms of when we crossed paths. So Kaylee is a <laughs> social media strategist and she currently offers Instagram management, strategic consulting services, and that includes monthly retainers, strategy incentives. and she just started a super kick-ass group strategy program that I have loved keeping up with on your stories. So I'm going to pass the mic over to you and let you introduce yourself. Hey girl, thank you for having me. Okay. Oh my goodness. Where do I start?
1: So I'm Kaylee. I am... I'm the owner and the CEO of Sounder Social. So I have been in the social media field for almost seven years now, which is crazy when I say it out loud. But I started in the corporate world. I was there for about five years and as is popular with a lot of people, I got laid off during COVID. So that's when I started my business. And yeah, I've been doing
0: this for a year and a half now. And here I am. Here we are, which is amazing. Something that is different about your situation is I feel like not a lot of people have that prior background. And it's always so funny because, like, I want to say to you, like, I'm so proud of you and, like, everything that you've done. And it's, like, literally have been doing this longer than me. Yeah. So I think definitely having that prior corporate experience really kind of helps me.
1: Obviously, it didn't help me, like, help me, like, understand how to be a business owner, but just understanding how to... Do the actual management aspect, I feel like a lot of newer people come into the field and they don't really know either one. And it can be so tricky. Like it was a challenge for me. So I can only imagine coming into the field, like off the bat, not really
0: having any prior experience. Like that is definitely a challenge. For sure. It's funny that you say you may not have been familiar with the business owner side of things because... That's just so common. I don't think anybody comes into this.
1: (laughs) Anything
0: (laughs) to prepare yourself for
1: running a business. It's just like a buck from the moment you start.
0: From the day you decide you're like, I have a business <laughs> name. And then it's just one thing after the other. It's all downhill. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I know. I want to say that. But I'm like, do people think I'm a total pessimist when I talk like that? But I'm like, this shit is hard. Like people no. don't understand.
1: It really is. Like it's honestly, people will always ask me, like my friends and family will be like, how is your business going? And I'm like, literally, it's the hardest thing I've ever done. Like, right, these- right.
0: I've had six mental breakdowns this week. Thank you. So do you feel like I don't know how relevant this actually will be, but do you feel like compared to what you were doing with social media for your corporate job compared to what you're doing now? I mean, now obviously is a lot more work, but is it comparable? Are you doing a lot of the same tasks?
1: From a technical standpoint where I'm actually going through and, you know, drafting a content calendar and writing the captions, scheduling content, pulling hashtags. So like that aspect of it is the same. But I feel like just in the clients that I work with now compared to the brand that I was working for in my corporate job, it's so different because I was working for a commuter transportation company. So it was like, first of all, I wasn't the face of the brand. I was just the person behind the computer doing stuff and whatever. And there was a whole other marketing team that would be giving me the materials and all that. And it's now with what I do, I have to like collaborate everything myself, you know?
0: Because that's what I was going to ask you is if your corporate experience with it was that like you did it for just one brand or if you worked in an agency setting. Yeah. So when I worked corporate, it was just one brand. Gotcha. So I'm sure even just only working with the one brand and also having a team is such a different experience than what you're doing now.
1: I mean, I was still doing like a lot of other shit in my other job because like, even though I was a social media manager, quote unquote, I was like, doing landing page and is working with our digital marketing agency. And so you kind of get pushed into like different roles in that respect. And it's like one good thing about having your own business is you can kind of like set your own boundaries and like say, this is exactly what I will be doing and what I'm not doing. So I definitely love that part of it, but I will still say doing it on my own and managing clients on my own is a lot more challenging.
0: For sure. Before I ask you this next question, I want to talk about how we actually crossed paths because it's <laughs> so funny to me. And then I have specific business questions that I want to ask you. So from your perspective, because I know what my answer would be, from your perspective, can you tell me how you remember us connecting? Oh my goodness. That's
1: a good question. I know it's been like almost since I started. So almost a year and a half ago. I, all I can remember is like, I think we had already found. Follow- followed each other for a little bit
0: and then you had hosted the workshop that I did and then we kind of just started talking from there pretty much how I remember it too was I I had just gotten on Instagram and when I hosted and started that first workshop truly I think I had 200 followers I was like there's no way anybody will trust me with this like I'm just kind (laughs) of rolling with it but like I said it was so early on to me being on Instagram that I was like oh my god like I love this girl like you were like one of the friends first I remember yeah <laughs> meanwhile I was just probably like I was probably like I don't know shit like I don't have
1: clients
0: <laughs> tell me how to onboard someone me. <laughs> because at that point had you taken on any of your own clients at that point I don't think I had clients yet that's so crazy like it's literally insane to think about that a year and a half ago to now like where you are
1: I know. And I feel like I'm always the person to be like, oh, other people are like growing faster than me. But thinking this time last year, I didn't have clients yet. Like my first client started in March of last year. And now it's so crazy. Like I have a full roster of clients. I have a group program. I have one-on-ones with people. It's It's Like I have
0: other offers in the words. It's just like mind-blowing. I know I feel like you always have something exciting happening. Like constantly you have a countdown and I'm like, wow, this girl (laughs) does something very often. Meanwhile, I haven't even posted since like January. Yeah, my brain is like, get the fuck off, but. (laughs) (laughs) I can't help it though. Everything to me is an idea that I put into works and I'm excited to see all the new things yeah. that you have coming. That's how it is for me too. I feel like my brain is just a constant like mill of ideas. And like, I don't
1: know if you get like this, but I'll be laying in bed trying to go to sleep. And my brain is like, idea, idea,
0: idea. Yeah. Here. And I'm like in my phone, like one eye open. My favorite thing to do when that happens is to record a voice memo in my phone. And then the next day, listen to it back, try to decipher it. And I'm like, okay, like <laughs> this is actually a good idea. I just need to like break it down a little bit different. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes or like, I use it. And like I, a lot of my like brain dump, like one line ideas get dumped in there and I'll read it. I'm like, what the hell was I trying to say? I truly have no idea what this means. I don't know what I was trying to get at. Have you ever seen, have you watched Seinfeld? There's this one episode. So he's
1: like a comedian and he wakes up in the middle of the night and he just like has this joke come to his mind. So he like scrawls it on a piece of paper and then he spends the rest of the episode trying to figure out like
0: what he was trying to say. That's literally like That's me. That's me. (laughs) Seinfeld was the one I think we had talked about this. I'm like diehard friends. Unfortunately, <laughs> I remember that being like the one thing. I was like, this is the one thing that I would like really to hate this. But I think because I was always like so pro friends, every other long running sitcom that was just like written off. Like I was like, nope, I'm not even, I can't get into it. So I'm sure if I actually tried to like sit down and watch Seinfeld, because obviously everybody has really good things to say about it. I think I just had like a salty taste about it because I was so friends is the best show ever made. So (laughs) we will have to look out for that. And when I get to that part, I will let you know while we're kind of talking about how you got started and, you know, actually starting your business. Are you still working with any of those clients that you brought on super early into your business? So my first client, I'm not with anymore,
1: not for anything bad, just parted ways. So my longest client that's been with me now, I think she's been with me almost nine months. So, and we like, what?
0: That's a whole baby. That's like, it, a-
1: yeah. And like, it's it's great because I don't ever see myself like parting from her anytime soon. And like, she loves me. I love her. and We get oh. along great. She like loves the work I do. So like, it's really fulfilling to work with someone like that. And all my clients are that
0: way. So I'm super blessed in that respect. The reason that I asked that or kind of like what I wanted to lead into that with is, How have things changed? Even just, are you offering like different services now than you were when you started? Have you learned kind of different boundaries and you might've even learned this client wasn't the perfect match?
1: Yeah, so actually, funny story, but the very first client that I took on, I was doing Facebook advertising for her because that was something that I was in charge of at my corporate job, and she had just kind of reached out to me and was to do this. And I was like, well, not technically, but I do need a client. Like whenever I hate Facebook advertising, so I am glad that I'm kind of away from that because it's just so like tedious. And then I also, I used to offer. Pinterest management when I first started and then I just kind of got like bored with that pretty quickly because like that was another thing that I did in my corporate job and I was like well I have the skills like it's transferable whatever but I don't know, I just kind of got bored with it.
0: So I kind of honed in on just Instagram. I remember when you did Pinterest. I kind of remember that being a thing at the beginning. And Pinterest is something that I feel like it used to be so simple and now it's not. There's a million layers to it. They have changed their algorithm like pretty substantially. I think like, I want to say the beginning of
1: 2021, maybe or something like that. And now it's just like so different. Like you said, there's so many layers. And I was just
0: like, this is boring for me. <laughs> and the more that I think about it, I'm like, it is kind of cool that it's not really front-facing. It's not like you have to be in there doing comments and stuff on it. or yeah. i like not like it works a little bit different. So I just think it's like such a unique platform in itself that I personally never dove too far into. But I'm super interested to learn more. Not because I want to like offer it as a service. Like, <laughs> yeah, no. Oh, my God. No, literally, I would die if I brought on any ounce of work (laughs) more than I have (laughs) right now, which speaking of you outsourced recently, was that a success? I I actually have two team members now. So
1: from the beginning of 2022, I've gotten two people on my team and so far so good, they're both such angels and such a pleasure to work with. And it's just, it's like a little bit of a challenge for me, just kind of learning how to delegate and stuff like that. But I do want to start moving into an agency model over the course of the year. So that's kind of been
0: a good place to start. And yeah, it's going well. That's awesome. Did you source for anything specifically or are they more a VA just kind of like catch all tasks? So I
1: have an engagement specialist, which like handles the engagement for my client accounts because to be honest, Engagement is so tedious to me that, like, if you love this, please take this off of my head early. Like, I have enough DMs of my own to handle. It. And then I also just recently got a content VA. So she's just kind of helping me do some of
0: the caption writing and all that good stuff. I have this really, really bad mindset that it would take me longer to teach somebody how to do something than it would be for me to just do it myself, which is not a productive mindset to be in. And I really need to work on that.
1: It's true. A lot of the time, you know, I could just do this myself easier. And like, they won't have to like learn all about the clients. But I feel like with the newer girls that I've gotten, they have been pretty good on like picking up on the stuff that you know, they need to know about clients and stuff. So I feel like you also kind of like have to have a little faith in people and just let them like figure it
0: out from there. So yeah, the people that I've outsourced to in the past, the problems with them haven't been that i don't like their work it's that they don't do the work (laughs) i've had one girl who straight up just stopped talking to me after a month and a half and i was like i know that i might be a little scatterbrained and i might be a little all over the place but I'm paying you and like, it's that's <laughs> not an issue. Like your payment comes through on time. That's one thing about me is it might take me five to seven days to answer your text, but your invoice will be paid on time. And like, yeah. I just like could not imagine a client paying me and then not, I even had like back in December, I feel like my brain's like ping ponging right now but back in December, we moved and there was one week that I just got so behind for one of my clients that I literally refunded her that week of our service because I was like, it's not fair that you, I mean, I charge monthly, but like, it wasn't fair that there was just a whole week of missing content. Like that's not okay. So businessy stuff is always fun, but there's some things that I want to talk to you specifically about because One, I feel like when I was reading the way that you were saying these things, it was like, I personally could have never come up with that in a million years. So I want to talk to you about social media strategies specifically. I would love to hear any and all of the things pertaining (laughs) to social media strategies. So in the most like 30 second elevator pitch that you can give me, can you tell me what makes the way that you do a social media strategy? so specific or stand out from others? Oh, okay. Good
1: question. So honestly, I feel like when I developed my strategy framework, so a little background information on me, I have an MBA in marketing. So I know sort of all the marketing theories and how people behave as buyers, consumer behavior, marketing, psychology, all that good stuff. Like I'm studying all that. So I kind of went back, how can I take this stuff that I learned about and like in a theoretical sense and like apply it to what I'm doing now. Might as well make good use of that education that I paid $35,000 for. So, you know, but yeah. Piece of paper that I own. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I just kind of framed it on the understanding that there are different buyers or there are different ways that people approach their purchases. There's different things that people need to hear before they decide to make a purchase with someone. So how can I apply that to content pillars so that it's like you're constantly covering those different types of buyers and you're constantly giving. Giving people the content that they need to see in order to make a purchase from you.
0: I love that, and I I literally even downloaded your freebie, which like we will totally plug at the end. We will push everybody there because everybody needs it. And I can only imagine what you do for your clients is probably a hundred times better. So when it comes to strategy, when you're bringing somebody on, is that the very very first thing that you start with? So when I first bring a client on, I have
1: them do a pretty in depth questionnaire, which that's a really important point or milestone in my process because I don't believe in collecting information on an onboarding call. I feel like that just kind of dilutes it a lot. So I tell all my clients like take the time to really sit with this questionnaire, answer it thoughtfully, all that good stuff. And then I kind of take that information and the understanding of what shapes them as a business owner and all of the information around their ideal client and their services, all that good stuff. And I hash out into this super elaborate strategy plan and then work off that and that really helps me because i constantly have this document to refer back to to understand how their messaging should look and all that good stuff
0: and are you still i know when you first started you were primarily working with wedding photographers are you still primarily shifted like six times interestingly enough so right now i market myself to creative
1: female entrepreneurs so like brand photographers, brand and web designers, copywriters, those type of people. But interestingly enough, three of my clients right now are OBM. so I don't know how that happened. But I love working with them because like, it's a really fun challenge. It's a lot, it leans a lot more into the technical side of things. So it's, I kind of had to learn a lot and really understand what that niche does and sort of the platforms that they work within and all that good stuff. But it's a lot of fun. And it's, it's so interesting because even though
0: they all have like the same role, their content is still so different from content. Right. And it's so funny that you say that because I understand what an OBM is, but if somebody were to be like, what do they do? I'm like online business management stuff. <laughs> yeah, they manage online business stuff. Like, But it's funny that you say that even them being in that primarily online space, I'm sure gave you guys something to connect over having that fully virtual work style with somebody that you're working with is something that you can relate with on a different level.
1: Totally, totally. And I think especially when writing content around the entrepreneurship aspect and just like their personal experiences, it's like I can... Almost think of it in terms of like, how would I approach this? Or like, what would I think about this? And then I could kind of like present that to them and be like, okay, how do you feel about this? And they're like, oh my God, you
0: captured my thoughts exactly. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> like relatable. It must make you so incredibly happy. So, number one, I love that you said you've been working more, or like you mentioned, like brand photographers, because I want to ask you a question about that. But before I switch years into that, When it comes to social media strategy, are there any major, major pain points that you see consistently or really any mistake? If you could tell anybody, this is a huge mistake, avoid doing this. Is there anything like that? I
1: think on a more broad level, a lot of people don't realize how important it is to get clear on your brand strategy before you move into like, hashing out a social media strategy, because like, Your brand strategy is what will carry your marketing strategy across the spectrum for your whole business. Like you need to understand the purpose behind your business and you need to have a really thorough understanding of your ideal clients and your audience and like all that stuff before you can put it into action on a particular platform. I always tell people that Instagram is essentially like an avenue for carrying out your brand strategy. So if you don't have one to implement, then your Instagram strategy
0: is just going to be messy. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. And definitely, like you said, it's something that I think not a lot of people understand how important it is to have that. And I also like that you mentioned that you did go to school, like to college for marketing, because I'm not somebody to be like, like, you have to have a college degree in order to make this type of business happen. Truly, I think there are some people who just naturally understand it, but to hear that you actually like use parts of that, because I went to college for business management. So a lot of my courses were like business law and like registering your business and stuff. But I didn't actually go to school for marketing. It's just something that I've kind of, I've invested in my education in other ways, but it's like not what I went to school for. So you're happy that you did that and, like, have that background? Yes, I know. It's extremely expensive. Like, sometimes right. I look at, like,
1: going to grad school and I'm just like, oh, my God. Like, I'm going to be paying off these loans for the rest of my life, I feel like. But I definitely think, it like, At first, I didn't see how it applied until like more recently, as I kind of started growing in my business and really expanding on the work that I do for clients and all that. And I can see how it applies now. But I also kind of think that I could have taught this to myself
0: without going to grade. I'm the number one person to say like, you have to invest in your education, like whatever that looks like for you. And it's crazy that to say, if I could go back, i would have just skipped college like I 100% would have just skipped it and this is not a PSA that if you're listening to this and you don't go to college this is not me saying don't go like (laughs) it's just if I only knew then what I know now and I know a ton of other people who feel like that and I just feel like we were kind of like pushed into it was marketing something that you were always interested in or did you just kind of like fall into that degree.
1: Yeah, I was definitely always into it. So my original like, plan, I guess, because when I was in undergrad, I studied media studies and music management, interestingly enough. Oh, was- yeah. So my original like plan that never panned out
0: was to work in the music industry, like as a social media manager or something like that. That's my end goal. My <laughs> end goal is to be a band, like professional hype person that just like follows <gasps> around on uh-huh. the camera, like literally yeah. bands, if you're listening hire me. me. That would be really fun. I know, <laughs> right? <Literally>, I've <laughs> never heard anybody else say that, that they're interested in working like that. I love hearing that that was your original plan. Isn't it funny how that yeah. stuff? I was just
1: thinking about this the other day too. And I was like, wow, like I studied the music industry and I would literally know nothing about it now. Like it just like, it shows you how much you just have to keep up with things as they change, like, shift. Because, like, I would have no idea of what goes on in the
0: music industry right now. I can play four instruments, but I don't know how to read sheet music anymore. Which is, like, just funny. What instruments do do you play? So I taught myself how to play ukulele my question here college College. so funny and that's the thing like there's like three or four songs that like I just remember how to play but that had originally started because I played violin and viola from kindergarten to my senior year of high school and then I just got yeah it was a really long time mostly I stuck with it for so long because if you did orchestra you didn't have to take an extra actual class like in high school so I was like oh I'll go like play music with my friends for an hour instead of having to take like an extra English class or something <laughs> so that was how that started and then I also when I say teach like I taught myself I very much mean like I watched the same YouTube tutorials like 150 times until it put <laughs> into my brain but piano slash keyboard I can play like very very minimal things on there I can play the beginning wow. of a lot of Dr. Dre songs for some reason oh, like that was yeah that was where my fascination was when but yeah, so that's what started your interest in the music industry? Were you just like, I like music? I
1: yeah, so I actually don't know how to play the instruments, interestingly enough, except I do know how to read music. But I don't know how to So together we have one talent yeah, <laughs> somehow. <laughs> hey, I know. Like, what? I can remember the note names. But yeah, I was just like always really into music. Like, even as a young kid, I remember my first concert was Britney Spears, and that was like the greatest day. <laughs> oh my God. And, and then after that, I kind of started moving into like the pop punk phase where I was really into like Simple Plan and Good Charlotte and like all those. I would drag my poor mother to these awful like concerts where people were like moshing and stuff. And she oh, was like, fine. Fall and she would be so upset. I'm like, I'm sorry, <laughs> your poor mom. And then it just kind of like exploded from there. I've been, I have been to like so many concerts. The last time I counted, it was like over 200, but
0: it's probably like 400 by now. That's insane. I was gonna ask you, have you been? I know everything's like weird lately, but have you been to any recently? Yeah, I actually
1: went to a music festival over New Year's in California. So that was a lot oh yeah, you did. Who was there? Oh my God, the lineup was like huge. It was like I remember was I
0: there I don't remember I like did I actually go to that <laughs> making this up I remember that part <laughs> that is, and there was even one point where I messaged you and I was like I want to go to this so bad and I think it was like by you or you had posted uh, yes I was like I want to go with you come with me. yeah you have to come it's so much fun actually I should say easy with a hot mess
1: but it's one of those things that it's a fun hot mess but the concept of like having a music festival in New York City is just like Awful because to travel into and out of New York City from my house, it takes me an hour when really it's only 10 miles away,
0: but it's just the the way that it's set up, awful. I was really glad that you said something about working with brand photographers because that really is something about you that like you are so incredibly good at keeping your branding consistent and your brand photography and your imagery is amazing. So can you tell me a little bit about why not just for you, but like as a business in general, like what's so important about keeping that consistent. And I also want to hear more about your shoots specifically, like, do you get your ideas from Pinterest? Like I need to know everything.
1: Okay, where do I start? As far as like a business in general, like I said, it goes back to the whole like, your brand strategy, the keystone of your marketing strategy or like however you would say that but it's like if you're not clear on that then like your stuff will not look very aligned it'll look messy like I see people sometimes and I'm not talking shit but like I kind of but it's like I see people who will use a certain style of graphics one day on Instagram and then the next day their colors and their fonts are totally different and they're just using like photos from their iPhone and like it just like it looks really sloppy and it doesn't give your audience a good impression is what it comes down to So like it's so important to just like have everything look aligned and cohesive and it's like once you kind of have that in place and you have someone that can help you really establish a brand strategy, then it's essentially just kind of following a guidebook. So if You have the guidelines in front of you and it's just on you to implement it more. Shout out my brand designer. Her name is Celeste, her at is Saint Noir and she's just like so amazing. She brought my vision to life and
0: I'm obsessed with it. Yeah, I've definitely scrolled through her page a couple of times, like anytime you tag her and I'm just like, her stuff is so beautiful. Yeah, so talented. She's about to work on my website for me and I'm so excited. Oh my gosh, that is so exciting. God. I literally went on like a late night binge and redid my own <laughs> website. And literally as I was doing it, I was like, this is the last time I will ever do this. Like, the-
1: I love redoing your website. I feel like you've redone it six
0: times since I've known you. Have, literally, I have. And then, but that's the thing is like, I don't do it strategically. Like I literally will go in to change one thing and just decide that I hate all of it and like put my site on private and just redo it until it's done. <laughs> but yeah, website stuff is 1000% something that will be going to somebody else the next time I need it (laughs) or might be getting an inquiry from me I'm about to call you (laughs) yeah I know right put in a good word for me when it comes to you yourself you have such cool pictures your one with the lighter is so cool was this you coming up with these ideas is it your photographer was it Pinterest like where did this come from because I I'm obsessed with your brand. so
1: I would say it's like a combination of all of those things more or less So like for this past photo shoot, I kind of went to my photographer and I was just like, I really don't know like what I have in mind. Like I know I need to refresh because I was kind of like running out of the pictures from my previous shoot. I was like, I don't really know like what direction I want to go with this. And I kind of like gave her a few like pointers more or less. And she really helped me like shape it. But... I mean, beyond that, I would say, like, in general, just, like, the way that my brand photos look or, like, the way that my brand looks, like, is very much me. It's, like, I kind of, like, know, like, what I wanted because, like, that's the way that I dress when I go out and like all that stuff. So yeah, it was definitely
0: easy to shape it in that respect. Yeah, you don't have to like think too hard to come up with these ideas because it really just truly is you.
1: Right. Not so much lately because I don't leave my house in the winter, but I'm a city girl exploring when it's
0: actually nice outside. My best friend lived there until I think it was last year, maybe the year before. And I went to visit her literally one time in like five years because it's just (laughs) not my place and the only reason that I not the only reason that sounds really bad I went there for a lot of reasons but one of the main reasons was because we were going to the Barclays Center to see Blink-182 and Lil Wayne oh my god it was the worst concert I've ever been to in my whole life because they have both just I I think they're both just like they've been like actively performing for so long that like their voices sounded raspy. I think we were the last stop on their like thirty-city tour, so oh I think they God. were just like physically. They were like, <laughs> "We're done with this." And it's so funny because Blink One Eighty Two is my number one. Like, I I love Blink One Eighty Two, and I've seen them multiple times before this, and I'm like, I'm so glad that I saw them before this because if that was my only experience with them it would have right we are getting to the end of the specific things that I wanted to ask you so I want to just ask you some more fun more light-hearted things so something that I do at the end of every episode is play this or that okay. so yeah like all social media related I feel like I know what your answers are but <laughs> hear what you actually say so the very first one is when it comes to consuming are you more like scroll your feet for posts or do you tap through stories more often good
1: question and i feel like it almost depends on my mood or depends on the day i would say probably scroll my feed i think
0: really i would have said stories maybe it's just because you're always so good about having stuff on your story that i just assume that you like it a lot random shit, to be honest no strategy whatsoever. <laughs> that is so funny which kind of brings me to this next question when it comes to you and your your instagram specifically Are you somebody who like plans it out? Like you batch everything, everything's ready to go. Or are you more like, if I get to this today, I'm going to get to this today. For myself, I do not plan my content ahead of time.
1: Yeah, no. No social media manager plans their own content ahead of time. It's like when the thought comes to you, then that's there it is. But but I also think it's like how our brains kind of work. It's like we already kind of know like what content pillar certain things go under, like how this fits into the content we've already been posting and like stuff like that. So it's like, whereas I have to kind of write it out for my clients, not only so that like I can see it, but like also so they
0: can see it. I don't really need to do that for myself because it's just like all up here, you know? for Sure. Yeah. And it's, I feel like that usually comes back to like bite me in the ass sometimes because I'll be, I'll have this like amazing idea. And I'm like, I'll for sure remember that. Like, there's no way I'm going to forget that. And then like 10 minutes later, I'm like, what was that idea?
1: Oh yeah. No, if I don't write it down <laughs> and I'm screwed like. I always have the best (laughs) ideas when I'm falling asleep. Like I mentioned before, and I'll be like, oh, I'm definitely going to plan that piece of content right in the morning. And then I never remember what it was.
0: Yeah, I literally (laughs) never think twice about it. I just threw out a post-it note yesterday that I've had one tiktok idea written on for i'm not kidding like it's probably been there since like october before halloween and I'm, I'm like literally i look at this one post-it note every day and i'm like either put this somewhere in digital form <laughs> or get over the idea that you're ever going to make this idea i've been looking at this post-it note for like four months and i'm over it so that's like oh, it's not happening, bye. Yeah, like I'll go to like throw it away, and I'm like, no, but it's like such a good idea. And then I'm, but am I really ever gonna do this? And I just like have this like internal battle for like 20 minutes. So I know you had said before, honestly, I can't remember if we were recording already or not, but for yourself, like producing content, are you more of you to just kind of like jump on live and go for it, or are you? I need to have a script, I need to pre record it, it needs to be like. Oh, a okay. thousand
1: percent, it has to be like pre recorded because okay. not that many people know this about me or think this about me, but I am so camera shocked. So it's like, I, if I'm on live, I just like freeze up. Like, I've gone on lives before with people and I'm like, I forgot what I was going to say. Sorry. <laughs> I'm so awkward. So it's like, I have to like be able to like record
0: it and like redo it if I need to. So definitely pre recorded. I, I do not think you're awkward on camera at all. One of the things that cracked me up the most lately was. I think we talked about it for a second. like, we never know how to start our stories. Like, (laughs) what do you say? How do you start? Like, I need to give a question.
1: Because then I feel like people are always like, oh, let's stop saying like, I just wanted to pop on here. It's so overused. And I'm like, okay, but what else are you supposed to say? Like, just
0: let people listen. I know I'm one of those people that like, I hate when people say, hey, you guys, just because I think it's so... Impersonal, but at the end of the day, there's still times that I say it. I'm not judging anybody for saying it. It's just like, I wish that we had that's what we should do. We should come up with like 10 different ways to like start speaking on your oh that would be a fire piece of content write that down on your post-it note I was (laughs) just gonna say let me write it down on a post-it note that I won't look at for four months and then eventually think it's an amazing idea four months from now I might you know it might make its way into the digital content organizer it might not I say hey guys a lot too though as much as I talk about it it does just the same thing I said to you the other day like I feel like I constantly am just like sharing my thoughts about people who make courses to the point that like it can very much come across that like I'm an anti-course person and like I don't think anybody should be making courses and like that's not the thing. Like at the end of the day, there's only so many words in our vocabulary and there's only so many ways to like start this Not awkward, but when you're just picking up your phone to talk on your story, you kind of are just going zero to a hundred. You're not talking to anybody or anything. So all of a sudden having this conversation. So to me, it's not the end of the world. It's just, I think it comes off a little impersonal when it's the only way that you address your audience. Like if it's the only way that you're talking to a group of people, weird, which you don't do.
1: I always will be like, guys, and then I'll just ramble off this story because I just like get excited or something. Meanwhile, I feel like there's no actual guys in my audience. So there's that
0: too, but. That's another thing. Like I know, you know, there's a lot of ways that people prefer not to be addressed. And I always want to be respectful of that. But it's also you as well. Being from the North, you guys is a very, very normalized greeting. Like when I was working in food and bev, 99% of the time, I would greet a group of people by saying, Hey, guys, like, it's just so normalized there. And like yeah. I always want to be respectful of like what people do and do not want to be called. But as far as like, I don't think it's like the worst thing in the world, even though sometimes I feel like my content could come off like that. So what does a normal day or week or what's your routine? So <laughs> you can walk around. and then I have like, a
1: routine, but like not I am like very loyal to my Google calendar. So like, I will definitely outline my tasks that I need to take care of like the night before for the next day, I tried for a while to like dedicate certain days to certain clients. But like, I don't know, wasn't really like, I feel like I'm kind of better off if I can sit down and create all my graphics at once or I can work on like all my captions at once because then I'm just kind of like in that zone. So I've been kind of experimenting with that a little bit. And I feel like it's working better. But I also feel like now that I have a group program, I'm kind of having to like shift my schedule a bit and like relearn my routine because especially like in doing it for the first time, it's like taking up a lot of my time, which totally love it so far. But you know, it's definitely like a big shift in my business that I have to accommodate for. Yeah,
0: for sure. Have you ever, I don't know how in touch with this side of things you are. Have you ever looked into your human design chart yeah but like not really the only reason I asked that and I actually think if this episode comes out in the order that I think it's going to then I definitely said the exact same thing on the last episode but I am very in touch like with that stuff and I'm a little like crazy sometimes but something and I'm not super super familiar with these terms I had my chart professionally read to me and I have like the recording of her saying everything and that's as far as my extent to all this goes but anyway there's a bunch of different like points in your human design chart. And if one specific one is open rather than closed, it means that you function better without like a set routine. So like I tried for so long to be like 6am gym, 7am shower, 8am work, 9am like walk the dogs, whatever. And I was just stressing myself out, like trying to like push myself into that box. So I just, I love like looking inside other people's because one it makes me feel better when I'm like I don't have a routine uh, what do you mean what is this routine like time like, blocking is the only thing that gets me through
1: yeah that's how it is for me I feel like I even though I outline my time blocks too you know it's like it's more so like I know I need to get those things done today but it's like will I actually even do them in this order like Good question. And I'm like one of those people that I feel like what the mood that I'm in that day or just like kind of how I'm feeling can also like determine the work that I'm doing. Because some days I can be really in the zone, like writing a caption, just like knocking shit out left and right. And then some days it's like I can't focus on putting my brain into things that much. I need to just do short little tasks and projects.
0: My Google Calendar blocks move around with me. And it's just the beauty of what we do. And yeah. I have like a braggy way. I don't think people realize
1: that there's just so many different moving parts or areas to being a social media manager. And you have to be really snappy with the technical side of things and make sure you're scheduling out and you look at your analytics and all that stuff. But then it's like, you also have to lean into being super creative. And you also need to know what colors like look good together on the graphic. And there's just like so much that goes into it. And I feel like people have this negative connotation almost that it's like, oh, it's so easy. Like, no, it's oh, literally God,
0: not. Yeah. And that's the yeah. thing too, is like, I just screenshotted a comment from TikTok last night. It wasn't on my video. It was on somebody else's, which is why I didn't like share it or do anything with it because it like wasn't my place to really say anything but it was somebody saying I really want to get into social media management but I don't like social media and to me that's just why <laughs> so because then you just want the money you just you
1: saw tiktok that told you that you can make ten thousand dollars a month and that's why you want to oh. exactly
0: and sorry I, not sorry right and it's the same thing with people who are like oh I want to be an influencer but I don't like creating content it's like First of all, you have to, unless you have the money to pay somebody else to make it for you. But also I have had so many clients in the past only worried about specific numbers to the point that like they make content creation not fun anymore. And that to me is where that line is drawn. Yes, you can get burnt out of it for sure. And that burnout might not last forever if you don't, or it will last forever if you don't actively do something about it. But if you don't love doing it or if it gets to a point that it's not fun anymore, do not force yourself to do it. And that's a problem I have with these people who are like, oh, I've never used Canva before, but I want to create graphics for somebody. And it's like, well, you can, you just have to teach yourself. You have the time and to learn. And if you're not like making that commitment, then you know,
1: you're going to struggle. I think you have to really find a good balance almost. For example, for me, I know that I don't want to toot my own horn, but I am a really good caption writer. I'm super good at capturing people's brand voices, like all that stuff. But I could tell that like in writing all my clients' captions each week, I was becoming more and more like creatively burnt out. And like, it was like the well was running dry. And that's why it brought on someone else to kind of supplement that because
0: like you really, you reach a point of creative burnout almost if you don't take care of it. Because that's the thing. This was something we had talked about too when you had posted that you were outsourcing for something like that is it's not that I don't enjoy doing these things. It's that it takes a lot of time. Like it takes a lot, a lot, a lot of time. And like you said, so many people are like, oh, this is so simple. You just like sit on Instagram all day. And like, I'll definitely joke about that. If my boyfriend is like, oh, did you have like the busiest day ever? And I'm like, yeah, I scrolled Instagram for two hours. I did, but I also did all this other, other stuff. Right. And the other thing that gets me too is when my clients are like, and I love every single one of them. So if any of them here, it, it's not even just my clients, everybody, when they're like, oh, can you make this one quick change? And it's not as simple as me just changing that one word in the caption. I have to close out of all of the tabs that I currently have open. I have to get everything open to your stuff then I have to put myself into your brand voice, think of how to reword it. Then I have to type it five or six times and then tell you it's ready. I am
1: honestly so blessed because all the clients that I have right now, like almost never ask me for a revision. Like I just had one of my clients last week tell me she was like, I don't even really read
0: your stuff that closely anymore. Right. But I just know that it's gonna be good. And I'm like, thank you. Like amazing. Yep. It's pretty rare that somebody is like, Hey, can we change this whole thing? But it's if I put the wrong date, if I put one wrong word somewhere. The process of going is just opening up all the windows takes like thirty right? minutes. It's like logging into the
1: things and like people don't I really. that I wish there was like one single platform that could have everything in it, like host all the photos, like all the stock photos, all their brand photos, like plan the content, then like schedule it over here. But it's like never that simple.
0: So many platforms. Yeah, it's literally never that simple. One of my clients was already set up in later when I took them on. So we just continued to use, we just continued to use it. And they told me, they were like, we can switch to planally if you want, but like we already have this set up. And I'm like, it's honestly not that different. It's fine. I hate later. Like I, have you ever? I don't
1: like later it? either. I don't like later either. I don't know what it is though, because like I the functionality is
0: the same, but just the way that it's set up. I'm like, did you, I don't know how new this feature is, but like the stories, how it shows it for how long it's going to be up. Do you know what I'm not I, I, I don't even think I like used it. Yeah, it's not good. And it's fine because I only do it for them. So it's not like there's like 13 different people in there that I'm like trying to keep organized. It's literally just one person. So everything in there is for them and it's totally fine. It's just such a weird, I don't know. I think later is so weird. Although I feel like even with you, like there's certain things that the functionality could be definitely improved on. But, but for favorite things about planally that I wish... This is like one of my biggest complaints between Planoly and Later is I use the placeholder feature on Planoly like very, very often. Oh yes, I do love that. I love that. Not that what we were talking about was like negative or anything, but just like, happier, lighter. More yeah, just like on a little more positive note. I always feel so bad. I'm like, I feel like i come off so pessimistic because I just constantly like, I hate this. This is stupid. But it's like, I like talking about my controversial opinions. They're lucky. They're lucky
1: that we didn't talk about the whole course creation, getting people off TikTok into
0: a group program thing. God. So on a little bit happier, more positive note, if you could give your best piece of advice for specifically new business owners, what would that be? Oh, good question. Let me think about it for a minute.
1: I feel like the best advice that I could give is probably that no matter what level you get to, there's always going to be something to be done. You're never going to feel like you've fully reached your accomplishment level or however you want to call it, like you're never going to feel like the work is actually done. Like I felt like when I first started my business, I thought like, okay, if I just get like my first client, that like, I'll feel awesome. And then I was like, okay, if I just book out my retainers, then I'll feel awesome. And then it's like, now I, it's like, if I just like launch this group program. Like that would be like so awesome. And then I'm like, oh my God. now it's like something else that I have to do. Like you're never, like the work is never done. There's like always things to be done. Like now my next thing is like building my team. And it's like, you really have to be so resilient and like be able to like push yourself to like
0: constantly like level up. For sure. And just knowing the right place to invest that energy and invest oh, okay. So I'd love for you to talk a little bit about your group program just before we kind of wrap it up. Cause you also have a really kick-ass freebie that I will link in the description of this episode and anywhere that I post it on social media. I will be sure to make sure I have that available for people because it truly is like an unreal resource. But tell me more (laughs) about your program. program. Sure. So my
1: group program is essentially taking what I talk about in the freebie, which is the five steps to building a kick-ass Instagram strategy and actually showing people of how to hash that out and then implement it. So it's a nine-week group program and it's super hands-on. I call it a consulting container because I'm essentially giving people super personalized feedback on everything that they come up with. Like it's very involved. I have them doing workbooks each week to just really hash out their thoughts and hash out their strategy and then I'm kind of like guiding them on how to implement that over the course of nine weeks
0: so I love that and you guys meet weekly
1: right yeah so there's six hands on weeks i guess i would say so like six actual modules and then i've filtered in a few what i call like implementation weeks where it's just essentially they can ask their questions as they're preparing their strategy preparing their content all that stuff because it's like as you go through this stuff you're going to come up with so much that you need help with or whatever so i kind of like tried to build that in there so yeah for sure
0: and because you give such like customized and personalized feedback on this stuff you cap the amount right like there's only a certain amount of people that are allowed in
1: yeah so for this first round I took eight people next round I will probably take 10 but I feel like in the future as I get more comfortable with doing this program I might take it up to 15 but that would probably be the max because it's like I just want to still be able to give super personalized feedback and have everything be really hands-on and very closely involved and stuff so yeah
0: That's awesome. Well, I will make sure that everything for that is all linked in all of the appropriate places. Is there anything else that you want to plug at the end here just to make sure that we get some eyes on for you? Like I know <laughs> of program. Good question.
1: I mean, I'm pretty full as far as retainer clients right now, but I do have a new offer in the works for Q2, which is essentially going to be, which I haven't even talked about this. So like you heard it here first, but it's essentially going to be like a quarterly consulting container, I would say. So Kind of guiding people on their Instagram strategy. And it's almost like a customized form of, or a one-on-one form of my group program. So it's going to be a lot more hands-on and I'm kind of doing the strategy work for them. And just then here you go, implement this. Love that. Fun stuff. Yeah, I'm really trying to like move into the consulting and strategy side of things over the course of the year. So should be a fun place to start.
0: Yeah. It's always so interesting to see the difference in people's goals. I'm sure you will kick ass no matter what size or level you're at. I'm so excited for you and to see everything where people can find you, your Instagram. Yeah. So my handle is Sonder Social Media. So it's S-O-N-D-E-R Social media. Sweet. And yeah, Keely is amazing. Like I said, your stories are always so much fun. So if you check <laughs> yeah. her out, be sure to click up there. But other than that, I think that's all we have. Thank you so much Thanks Thanks for being here. You're welcome back whenever you want. <laughs> Thanks. Bye. Hey, it's me again, your host, Lex. I would love if you came over to Instagram and hang out with us at the Social Media Survival Guide. You can also find my personal slash business account at Reach Media Coach. To make sure we stay in your favorite places. If you or anybody that you know is interested in being against on here, please be at me. Again, the quickest way to reach me is going to be at YouTube Media Co. So make sure you follow at the social media survival guide just to stay up to date with everything that's going on on the podcast. Thank you so much for your time and for being here. And I will see you in the next episode. Bye.